welcome to Italian Impact Weekly. I'm your host, Steve Stefano Mancini. And I'm Claudio Relsano. Thank you so much for tuning in. We always appreciate that. Thank you, thank you. Claudia, I'm going to say one thing. When I was just doing my intro, as a funny little note, and Joe, you'll appreciate this. And once again, I want to thank Giuseppe Joe Hale. Thank you, Joe Our Hale. engineer here at Rob Morris University. Shout out to Joe. Thank you very much. And again, really quickly, one thing I am going to say is uh, Joe is actually a fantastic musician. So you can check out Joe's music. And if you go out to crsmmedia.com, we've got the link out to Joe's uh, band out there. So please, thanks again, Joe. But funny fact, so... We kick off the introduction, and I'm sitting there in my head going, we've been doing this for like eight months now, yeah. and it's almost to the point where it's mechanical. Good evening and welcome. Good evening and welcome. I can probably just do that like without even thinking now. It's just, I don't know if that's a good thing. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what, the, yeah, I mean. People don't list, come to listen to the introduction. They come I to listen to I disagree, Claudio. I, mean, I have to disagree. <laughs> I go to every radio show. I give about 10 seconds. I say, I'm in or I'm not in. Because I'm thinking, we're going to spout Well, I mean, they, they know what the show's about. They're just looking for the content and the energy, and uh, they're not worried about the introduction. I, I, I lead my show with the Boxing Authorities. Welcome to the Boxing – welcome to the Always Entertaining, Always Informing the Boxing Authorities. And then I introduce Luther and Jim. My show, you know, I, I, I do the uh, sponsor for the show, my name, and then, bang, you go it, right into it. But it is funny because, um, you know, at some point when you do this enough times, you do, it just becomes yeah. – like, people get nervous when they're – and, like, I, I, I don't – I don't know if I was ever nervous the first time I started doing the radio shows and the podcasts, but I do remember the first time I had to go speak in front of a group, and I was a little bit nervous. You know, whiskey solves a lot of things. No, I'm kidding. But now, it's like now when I go speak somewhere, it's just so... I guess the takeaway, though, is that if you're listening, and maybe you get a little afraid of a group, or practice does fix that. Oh, sure. I mean, it is just something you get used Prepare. to. But yeah, I mean, it's just a funny thing. But I also want to give a shout out. To, we have listeners all over the world listening to us and downloading us. And that's not what I would like to call false lies and propaganda. That's actually true. And in fact, I go out to our streaming site, because again, you can catch all the old episodes out on Podbean, iHeart, iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, etc. So we're out on all the, the big streaming services. But I can go and look and see who's viewing, who's downloading. And believe it or not, we have folks downloading from Poland. So I want to thank anybody that's listening from Poland. Thank you very much. We have a lot of folks downloading from Australia. So I want to thank the folks from Australia. I, I mentioned Greg Norman all the time. There you go. That's why, that's Poland, why they're coming back. Bobby Vinton. Uh, what, what was that song called? Uh, My Melody of Love. Hell of a, that was a great song. You really do, guy. You are missed. I don't even want to try Trivial <laughs> Pursuit against you. But, uh, but Australia, there is a large Italian community Olivia in Olivia Newton-John. Well, but she's not Italian. No, no, but oh, from yeah. Australia. Oh, yeah. Big fan, big fan. Hey, listen, I'm one of the few people in this world that will admit publicly, and I'm saying this publicly, I owned the Xanadu album great when I song. was a kid. Great song. Great album. The movie's terrible. But, That's all right. Uh, you know, but it's a great song. My wife and money, I listen to that. We still listen to it. Like I was like maybe 12, 11, 12 years old. No. It's a few years. No, yeah. I don't know how old you are. Out. No. It was like 80, 81. Okay, well, maybe 80, was like 83. 10. No, 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 no. What, no, yeah. what the hero? How old are you? I'm 59, October 14th, so you can always send me well wishes. I'm 25. No, I'm 52. So I was born in 71. Yeah, I was about 11 or 12. Okay, so I was that's a, about right. I, okay, good. Yeah, but I like the album, so I'm, I'm, I'm not. A, I am secure in my manhood that I will admit publicly that I liked Xanadu the album. So again, shout out to the folks in Australia that are listening to us. We've got downloads from Italy, so I want to appreciate that. Obviously, if you're Italian and you're listening to the show. I know my family You're does. doing the right thing. <laughs> and 
Uh, obviously, in the United States, you have a lot of downloads in the U.S., but we also have a lot of downloads from Canada. So I want to thank the Canadians that are out there listening. In fact, I did a lot of work. I used to do a lot of training. I'll just say different entities. We'll just say like that up in Canada for a lot of different Canadian groups up there. Mm -hmm. So appreciate that. I got a lot of friends up in Canada, and I, I do appreciate that. So again, Poland, Australia, Italy, Canada downloading us. We can officially say we're international radio stars, or at least international radio. There you go. I don't know what the I don't know what the criteria is for star yet. And also, I want to give a shout out to Philly Rich. Yeah, Philly. I good cannot. Guy. I think you're going to become a staple of shout outs. I'm going to tell you why. He just did some introductions mm -hmm. for some folks for us that we're hoping to have on the show. Some good folks coming down. So again, appreciate that, Rich. And we keep saying this to anyone that's listening. If you think, oh, you know, so and so would make a great guest, or so and so has a great story, <laughs> hey, email us. Yeah. Questions at ItalianImpactWeekly.com. It's questions at ItalianImpactWeekly.com. Or maybe later at some point I'll give you Joe's cell phone. You can call him at home. <laughs> he loves it when you call in the middle of the night, but we'll talk about One it. One thing about us, we don't big time anybody. No, that's a right. A lot of people do that's that. That's right. Because, nah, because I believe in my gut that everybody puts their pants on one leg at a time. And somehow that someone's better than someone else. I disagree. Sometimes the most interesting people are the quietest kind of to themselves you know like I said I, I've said this before you know in the military you always say the guys that seen the most talk the least yeah and so the guys that come back and oh I was you know I went off and I got all these medals and stuff and you're like what'd you do well I was uh, in the back of the rear with a supply <laughs> and uh, we issued out you know we cleaned the toilets you know something ridiculous like that but the guys that went in and did the most they're the guys that are just going to keep their mouth shut because they don't even know where to explain it to you so they're just like, they just keep their mouth shut. So I believe that. I believe that there's probably people sitting out there that, you know, so oh, I never heard of this person, but they've probably got some of the most interesting sure. and awesome stories. So I hope that folks can reach out to us. If you think you've got someone, um, we'd love to capture it. And also I want to give a little shout out to someone, and she knows who she is. Her name is Sarah, and she's down in Northern Virginia, and she may or may not be a colleague of mine who actually likes us and listens to the show and gave me some great feedback, and I've actually incorporated it. Number one, as you can all tell, I am speaking just a little bit slower on the show. <laughs> it's not easy, but I'm doing it. So thanks, Sarah. I uh, appreciate the feedback, as always. And uh, Claudio, we're going to kind of jump in, but I want to mention, if you don't mind, two more little events. So one of the things we, earlier when we started the show, we said, you know, we want to, we're not asking anything to do this, but if you've got an event coming up, it's a biggie, and you look at, you know, it's celebrating Italian culture. We've had some folks on here. You know, we had the folks from West Virginia talked about the, the Heritage uh, Festival they have down there. La Squala's been on, and we'll talk about that in a second. But if you have an event coming up and you'd like us to kind of announce it, let us know. There's no effort for me to throw it out on our website and, you know, give, give you a little shout-out. So, Or if you're looking to sponsor a show, oh, always get in touch with us. You definitely get you definitely get ahead-of-the-line privilege if you and, want to sponsor And we'll give you more show. bang for the buck than anybody Absolutely. else. Absolutely. No, we will take care of you. So, listen, please reach out to us. But a couple of things I want to mention that are coming up, and I'm going to be at them, and I'm hoping, I think you're hopefully going to be at least, at least one of them. Number one is the Columbus Day Parade coming up October 7th in Bloomfield's in Pittsburgh. I have a game that day. Of course you do. Well, I, I always miss it because I always have a game. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But I, I should be there, um, hopefully walking in it. But I believe ISDA is uh, one of the big uh, sponsors, organizers of this. So, again, if you're in the Pittsburgh or Pittsburgh area, there's going to be the Columbus Day Parade. Hope to see you there. Another thing that we talked about uh, before is the big fundraiser that's coming up in November for La Scuola d'Italia Galileo Galilei. If you're in the Pittsburgh area, you don't have to be in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh I think he area. likes just saying that, Joe. I do. It's a, it yeah. just rolls right. It, does. it does now. La Scuola d'Italia Galileo Galilei. Um, but if you're in the Pittsburgh area, that's November 11th. 
Go out to the website, italianimpactweekly.com. There's a link out there. Tickets are now on sale. I will be there. Claudio, if I have to kidnap you, I will say it publicly. I'm going to drag you there. But it's November 11th. It's going to be in the Pittsburgh area. Um, go out to the website. It's actually going to be at the Alpine uh, Club, which is right off 79. So November 11th, big fundraiser, La Scuola d'Italia Galileo Galilei. Why is that near and dear to my heart? Really quickly, because they're trying to raise funds, and I think they've got the building. I think we're going through the process of acquiring the building, and then the funds are basically going to be to kind of finish that and, and do some you know kind of repairs, upgrades to the, to the facility. But this will be the place. That, I, I heard the pen drop. Yeah, sorry, and I didn't That's push okay. the button. That's Hold okay. on, let me do that again. Hold on. <laughs> but this will be... I you didn't, didn't hear you that know what, You muted me, though. I got, I got a button. Um, but this will be the place, primarily for Italian organizations, but I, I suspect others will be able to use it. But it'll, it'll essentially act as kind of that focal community center. Mm -hmm. So for all of these different Italian groups, whether it's the Calabria Club of Pittsburgh, whether it's Adelaide Club, whether it's the different ISDA lodges, whether it's Sons of Italy, whatever it is, there's all these groups, and a lot of them are, are basically, they meet wherever they can meet. So the Scuola d'Italia Galileo Galilei is trying to buy a building and say, listen, we're going to give you a place. Come have your meetings here. At the same time, they're the only school. They're a real nonprofit. They're actually endorsed by the Italian consulate, and they're offering all the kids to adult language, culture, immersion. They have you know movie nights. They have book reading, you know, they have, they have coffee events to get together, just practice your Italian. So they want, they, they used to do a lot before COVID. They're kind of coming back to that. But when they have this nice larger facility, this is going to be a big deal because this puts all the community and says, everybody, if you don't know where to go, go here. And so I'm really supporting this. And I hope you folks, you're listening, please support it. Again, that's La Scuola d'Italia, Galileo Galilei. November 11th, go out to our website, italianimpactweekly.com. And uh, tickets are on sale now. So I hope to see you there. And Claudio, I'm done. I'm done for the show. <laughs> Sarah's going to tell you now you talk too much. Now Sarah's going to tell me I talk too much. Sarah, you see that? You're going to quadruple shout out. Uh, how was your weekend? Because I know you had a good weekend. Yeah, we did. We, uh, we had our first games uh, this year at Carnegie Mellon. And I always have an event named after my parents, the Olindo and Ida Rosano Baseball Classic, which fortunately we've won every year. And we give the uh, trophy to the... Um, uh, Heinz History Center, oh. and um, who will be a guest on here in a few weeks? Yes, Melissa Marinero. But th this award is, and I didn't know. I mean, I have a shirt there, a helmet, uh, shoes um, from the championship game that we had a few years ago, stuff like that. And uh, but the, the, that for the championship, but for the, this uh, event named after my parents, uh, I, I donated that uh, trophy. So one day I was just walking by. And can you imagine walking in this room at the Heinz History Center? It had nothing to do with just Italians. It was just all these awards and trophies. And, and there's mine smack dab in the middle next to Dan Marino's Dapper Dan uh, Award. And there was a picture of my mom underneath the trophy, which I didn't know they were going to do that. Mm -hmm. One of the, and when, when that building was built, my dad said, boy, it'd be nice if you had something in there someday. And thankfully, uh, I, I, I do, and I'm very on. Every time I go by it, I'm, I just say a little prayer of thanks that my things are in there. But yes, we had a doubleheader uh, against a, the Ontario Giants, which is a, speaking of Canada, very, very good uh, travel team. And um, at CMU, obviously, we, we don't get to practice much. These are our first games. You know, these aren't excuses, they're just reasons. That's just the way it is there. And they've been playing quite a bit, the Ontario Giants. So, uh, Anyway, they had a big win the day before. I said, uh-oh, you know, I, it, it wouldn't look too good if the trophy went to somebody else. Right? Here, yeah. But 
The head coach is named Colin Cummins. Good, good guy. He's a friend of mine. He requested that we played this game for the trophy because he – and you know what? If I lost it, I'd rather lose it to him than anybody, all right? So long story short, we won. We won the first game 5-1, won the second one 12-1. So it was very nice, very special, and, and uh, I have a good group. We have a mixed batch of uh, freshmen and, and one grad student and, and a couple seniors and juniors and so on. We just have a nice mix. I think we have a shot to make some noise this year. Uh, in our conference, so uh, I'm excited about this season. We have a fall season that carries over into the spring season. And as I said, no excuses or reasons, but we don't have a practice facility on campus. We use a soccer field occasionally. We'll go to a batting cage, North Park batting cages, the Williams family, wow. wonderful family. We'll, we'll practice there. Across the street, we couldn't practice. Is it reserved for you guys? To no. For no. You just no. Got, literally just, just go show up and help us a couple of Then across the open. street wow. – uh, we practiced on the field. We couldn't practice on the field because there was a carnival there. There was hay on the infield, rides. I said, oh, my God. We have so much. But you know what I tell the guys? That's life. If You either deal with it or not. In high school, you fall out of campus, practice from 315 to 530, everything's set. Here it isn't. That's just the way it is. You, you either you, you play the hand that's dealt. That is life. And um, I haven't had anybody complain about it. And We go out, we do a good job. What days of the week do you guys do try and get together to practice? Fridays, before we've had, when we had facility time on campus, we'd go Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and then we practice, or we play Saturday and or Sunday. Um, recently, we'd just be able to maybe practice on a Friday, maybe on a Saturday, or before the game, we'll get some work in. You know, it's just, again, uh, you know, we had, it's on my YouTube channel, Claudio Rosano on YouTube. We were playing Florida, uh, not this year, the year before. And I said, we have not had one practice. We have not thrown one ball. So what? We haven't hit any live pitch. I hope they're doing something in the offseason on their own. Nothing. And I wow. said, so the whole thing, I said, we haven't thrown a ball all year. Oh, to be young so again. What? I'd have to yeah, go right. six, six months of warm-up exactly. time before I could throw a ball I said, again. we haven't hit. So what? We haven't fielded a ball. So what? We're out of shape. So what? Go out and play. And we did We did damn good. We. Did, I was so proud of the guys. This one game, we were down um, like six – Six nothing. We came back and we won eight six, but that's the type of t- and then we did lose a game in eight extra innings. This year, three to two. No, this was oh, last okay. year. And and but that's the type of team. You, I you guys haven't traveled yet this year. In Florida, oh, in that's spring. Right, that's yeah, right. but this is last uh, two thousand twenty-two. But um, you know, again, that's life. I, I tell these guys, if all you learn from me is baseball, then I didn't do my job. I want them to use baseball as. Uh, a metaphor for life or an experience. Like even one of my players, Morgan Dively, who works in Washington, D.C. for a pretty big politician, we were talking about this and about that. I said, Morgan, I got a thousand things I got to do. He says, Coach, what'd you always tell us? How do you how do you achieve success in life? By eating an elephant. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. And that means more to me than anything when they remember. And just the past couple of weeks, I had a player that I coached, oh, maybe seven, six years ago. No, no. Five years ago, we had dinner. Then this weekend, a kid that I coached on my first team 19 years ago had dinner with him. That means everything to me. And, um, and they have good memories of the team and, of course, of me, with me. And, uh, but, yeah, this weekend was very special. My daughter threw out the first pitch along with my uh, two nephews, uh, Enzo and uh, Rocco Relsano, my cousin Chris's kids who coaches at Baldwin football. And I had my friend Rick, uh, who Joe remembers, he interviewed me on our Business and Life show do the PA announcer. John Tucci sang the national anthem and the Canadian uh, anthem, which was great, and uh, had a lot of fans. It was just very nice. And But, you know, I put so much pressure on myself because that trophy has to be ours. 
You know what I mean? It just has to be. It's just the way it is. It's like it's the one time I'm going to make an exception. You will run laps. Right, right. Yeah, you'll run. But uh, but we won. So it was very yeah, nice. Good. It was good. You know, it's funny that you say that because um, so Sunday morning I got up early. There was a it was a volunteer event, and I said, okay, I'll be there. Man, I'm telling you, I was I was rough between the eye and the foot. I'm like, man, bad. But I but I said I'd be there, so I went up and got there. And one of the kids is checking in, and um, he's like, oh, are you so-and-so's dad? I said, yeah. He says, oh, I, used, I played hockey for you. And I just said, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, like <laughs> I was, what do you say? Right. I, I like to apologize I'm now. Sure How was the season? No, I'm sure no, no they, they, they yeah. used to like I, 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 can, I bet you remember some of the words I taught you guys. Well, Probably can't use it on the air, but it is right. what it is. No, it's good. We're going to have a little bit of a theme today yeah. because we are going to talk, you know, we said this wasn't going to be a sports show, even though, you know, you're kind of like a, pretty much, I don't want to say like in a bad way, but your, your career is basically sports. It is. My, well, there's no, there's no. Thankfully. Yeah. It's not a bad thing, right? Mine is not. So I'll just leave it at that. On a fun note, football season started, you know, the other day. Yeah. Folks in Pittsburgh are uh, reeling from. Uh, Pitt and the Steelers. Yeah. I mean, I'm never surprised when Pitt loses because I just. Uh, that's not to me. They're just. I don't know what. I don't know how to put my finger on it. Yeah, exactly. Even when they had when Pickett was with them and they went to you know, I was like thinking they just. I don't know what it is. There's just some. Yeah. There's something about pit sports that to your point, just, eh, you know, just not. Eh, you know, the Steelers. The funny thing about the Steelers is they always, they do what you least expect. I kind of mm. thought they were going to beat Frisco. Mm. You know, I, I I almost forgot that Frisco was a good team. Yeah. Not bad. And but then, I'm going to interrupt you real quick. No, they're they're good. But when you and I were growing up, and Joe, they used to have six, seven preseason games. Yes, you would hit the ground running. Now they have three, and the starters barely play. So the first couple games, I don't care if you're the best team in the league playing against the worst. The worst team could win. There's it didn't happen this week. I, but. No, I agree with that. But I'll throw one thing at you. These guys have camps and workouts throughout the summer. Now, it's not the same. Nothing gets you in game shape more than playing the game. That's, That's almost right. regardless of the sport, whether it's hockey, football, basketball, whatever you're playing, a cardio, you know, an intense sport, you can go to the gym, you can do practice reps so long, and it'll get you in that 95% mm-hmm. shape. But to get into that, no kidding, game speed, you've got to get into the rhythm. So, I, so yeah. I agree with that. No team is in there. But I do think um, – I've said it for years. The Pittsburgh is not a well-coached team. And they're just – they have those players that seem to carry them on. Like, like yes, it was Watt. You know, he has great plays. I mean, he is a playmaker. He is the guy that can make – he can change your team with a couple of plays. And he, and he almost changed the game with a couple of plays, but they just couldn't hit it. But, you know, for some reason, when they lose – I'm a little bit surprised because I almost think like they should have, you know, your home, it's your home opener. That but, part, yeah. But somebody sits and they said, you know, every time Pittsburgh plays well in the preseason, they always do bad in the regular <laughs> season. I thought, you know, I thought, no, 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 no. He's like, no, watch. So I'm with you. Um, I do think they're going to be a 500 club. Or, well, they can't be 500. They're going to be a little above 500 team. I don't think the AFC is very good. I, maybe but their division's pretty tough. Cleveland. I, I don't think Baltimore's that good. I don't. I, well, I think, now they had some injuries, but uh, I, I also didn't. I just didn't believe they were that good of a team. Again, it's one of these quarterback Lamar, Lamar Jackson. You know, I, everybody's sitting there waiting for him to just do it, and he hasn't done it. And he's not a rookie. I mean, he's no. just 
I, I think he's the most dangerous quarterback in the league. Oh. I really do. I think he's – We do um, really loud. Yeah, I, I do. I mean, he, he has a better arm than people give him credit for. He can run. Um, but he can't play consistent. Yeah. And I think that's the difference right there. It's it's all about consistency. Which I'd rather have a quarterback that's going to show up every game, and I know I'm going to get two touchdowns. And even even I'm going to get a pick out of him. I'm going to get two touchdowns, a pick, and he's going to throw for 250 yards. That's going to be pretty much what he's going to do every game. I'll take that over the 400 yards one game, the splash, 110 right, the ne- yeah right. the 110 next, 375, 220, 220. 400, right. one, you know, like, okay, I, I can't – how do I game plan around that? Um, I, I think his consistency is not there. Um, it's The, the potential is there. Cleveland is Cleveland. <laughs> I know they won, but Cincinnati lost the first game last year. And yeah. You see how that – that is a good example of a team that is, does not hit the regular season runnings. They yeah. did it last year, too. I think they went 0-2 last year. Mm. So, but to your point, I do believe for some teams you need to get into that. Yeah. Um, other teams – just seemed to go it, and I still never understood why you didn't start your your why you didn't play your starters or why they don't play their starters regularly. Fear, because I, I'll tell you why right now. In my opinion, this is my opinion. Oh, yeah, that, uh, uh, Like in Major League Baseball, you know who runs the pitching staffs? The media, because if the pitcher doesn't, if he throws too many pitches and he gets, they're, they're going to kill you. I don't and in the it. NFL, yeah, exactly. In the NFL, if you get hurt in a preseason, the media is going to pound you. And that's what it is. I mean, people don't want to admit it. They don't want to say it, but that's, that's what it is. Let's talk about hockey. Hockey puts their stars in on the record because they got to get them in the game shape. Because, again, you can't, right. you can't show the up timing, game one. Right. The, the timing, it's one thing. The, the professional a, athletes. I, I won't say they, his they name. Could get injured, they could get injured putting their, their thumb yeah. caught in the car door. You can't avoid that. A friend of mine, Vinny Pazienza, Vinny Paz, former five-time world champion boxer, he was uh, – there was a guy, I won't mention his name. He said – the guy had a nickname. And he said, Claudio, do you know why they, why they call him that? I said, no. He said, because when he fights spars, he, he pounds you. He's great. But as soon as the lights are on and it's a real fight, he folds, right? It's just different. Jim Leland used to say, I want the players who are good after the national anthem, not before. The timing is everything. Uh, uh, in sports, but with the, you know, everybody's afraid to get hurt. The the pitch counts. So like Paul Skeens, I know we're getting off topic here. Paul Skeens for the Pirates. Next year, the excuse is going to be, well, he's a rookie. He's getting acclimated. If you say that you want 2024 to be the playoff year, then they should have thrown him in September. Throw him 14 innings in September. This way he gets acclimated to Major League Baseball. And they said, well, he played double-A, triple Forget that. Big difference, right. Big difference. Put him in and get – how about if he gets hit? Well, that's life. Now you figure out what you have to do. Everybody's afraid to pit – there was an old saying. I forgot the guy's name. He's an author. Italian guy, too. I think he passed away. But he, he used to use this in business. Pitch your way out of it. Pitch your way out of it. Get out of it. And I tell my team that, you know, everybody again with the uh, – we've had zero arm injuries. No, we don't play 3,000 games a year. But here's why I take a picture pitcher out. If you're getting hit, if you're wild, or if you're hurt. I had recently, you know uh, – you So you'll know if he's fatigued, though. Yeah, if he's wild, right. usually he's okay. – And yeah. I, I tell him, don't do the John Wayne stuff. Tell me straight out, are you Okay. And I ask them all the time until they get probably sick of it. And they say, and that depends how they say it. If I say, hey, Steve, how are you? Oh, I'm great, Claudio. Hey, Steve, how are you? 
I'm okay. You can tell, right? right? And then I'll take them out. Now, sometimes, though, a pitcher, my, my bullpen isn't as good at 100% as my starter is at 60. Now, this year is not the case, but anyway. So I, I, I've just been turned off by all this, you know, but, but back to the skiing thing. We want to save his arm. We want him to be okay. And well, he's thrown too many pitches this year. But next year, I'm telling you, and, and remember I said it. Remember you heard it on Italian Impact Weekly. ItalianImpactWeekly.com, ItalianImpactWeekly.com. CRSMmedia.com. They're going to say, well, if he gets pounded game one or game four or whatever, they're going to say, well, you know, he is a rookie. He's getting acclimated to things. They should. Bruce Keeson in 1971, I believe, went 10 and 1 in Charleston, okay, as a 20 year old, weighed about 160 pounds, okay. They brought him up to the major leagues, pitched in the first night game World Series. He hit three or four batters, I think it's still the record, pitched a great game, went on to have a great career with the Pirates. Jim Palmer in 66 as a 20-year-old beat Sandy Koufax. The next year, he got off to a little bit of a rocky start, hurt his arm. They sent him to the minors, and he came back, had a Hall of Fame career. Life is tough. Not always, you know, as soon as you get in a little trouble, get him out. Let's put the bullpen. That, that's not the way it works. No, and this is why right. you have what you have. But I, I but, forgot but what the you hell know we were what? No, about. I'll tell you why, because I agree with that. And I'll tell you, that's why, and I've said this, I think the quality – of professional sports is going down. Oh yeah, it's one. It's diluted. There's too many teams, and two, you nailed it. It's all media driven. Whether it's image, whether it's you know, it's about their image. It's about commercialization. Whether it's we want to save them for the next game. We're going to save them for the playoffs. Hey, you might the, not make yeah, exactly. Playoffs. Then what do you do? Jim Valvano used to say, "Survive in advance." You. It doesn't in the NCAA tournament. Let I don't care. Whoever is going to play, whoever's going to get hot, you're staying in. Let's win today, advance tomorrow. Now I'm boxing. Of course, I do a show, The Boxing Authorities. We'll do the pre Two fights. Well, it's a, it was a trilogy. Tyson Fury, the heavyweight champ against Deontay Wilder. Now, I don't want anybody hurt. I don't want anybody nothing. Okay, but those guys pounded each other. They got up. They looked like they were in a fog, and they won the round. They, they damn near won the round, you know. If a, if, a, if, a, if a corner man did stop it, Deontay Wilder's corner, he was upset. But again, it, it, with the Skeens case, you know, let him throw some innings. Let's You're out of the playoffs, obviously. September should have been, I know September to April is a long way, but let's get things, let's get our things set. This way we hit the ground running. The Pirates should know who their lineup's going to be, pretty much, who's their starting rotation, pretty much. But that's not the case, and uh, but I don't know how we get on that. Pirates part of pretty the much phone. know they're out of the playoffs by the yeah. end of June. Yeah. I mean, well, that's a shame. It doesn't have to <laughs> be is. that way. No, that's, that's right. Who who thinks they're going to make the playoffs? Oh, I would say about year. pitching, using oh. that term, oh. pitching pitching your way out of it. That, that that's life. You know, not all of us are going to be riding high. Not all of us are going to be in first place. Not all of us are going to be ahead all the time. I tell my players every game: if you're up ten, score eleven. If you're down ten, score eleven. That's, that's just how I do it. Folks, we went a little bit off uh, off topic there. That's all right. We just went down a nice little rabbit hole. We hope you enjoyed it. But we'll tell you what we're going to take a quick little break. Then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about what we're actually going to talk about. So let's take a quick break. What? what, what is... I thought you were going to do your spiel. Oh, <laughs> hell. Which one? Okay. 
Oh, right. We don't even want to edit that. We're not even going to edit that. We're not even going to edit that. Okay. Again, Italian Impact Weekly. If you missed any of our shows, go to ItalianImpactWeekly.com with such great guests. as Mario Andretti, Vince Ferragamo. We have a bunch of great guests coming up, including Vince uh, Vince Papali. i got so many Vinces. Vince Papali, the subject of the movie Invincible. He'll be on soon. Then our other show, Talking Business and Life with Claudio Rossano and Steve Mancini on CRSMmedia.com. Trust me when I tell you. There's not another show out there like it. And even this Italian show, there's not another show out there like it. But the business and life show is very important to us because we share life stories. And I'll be honest with you, we have a bunch of topics that we have on there. Steve, which one do you want to pick? Let's pick this one. We don't write any script. We just, okay, Steve, how did this happen? And he bangs it out. Claudio, what'd you do in this situation? And we, we speak from the heart up, not the neck up. We really want to have impact on your life and business. We don't joke around. We get real personal. We tell personal stories. We really do want to help you out. My book, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up, How to Create a Positive Winning Culture in the Field in the Office. You can get that at Barnes Noble and Robinson Township. Sarah's going to tell me to slow up. ClaudioRosano.com, BarnesNoble.com, Amazon.com, and JohnMelvinPublishing.com. And um, if, okay, if you would like to host your own podcast show, please contact us at questions at italianimpactweekly.com or at my email, rosano16 at msn.com for our company, Empire Media Ventures. We promise you that we will guide you through it. We will help promote your shows. We will help you. You hit the ground running and make it a successful show. And we will be right back with Italian Impact Weekly. Thanks to Greater Pittsburgh Travel. For any of your travel needs, let Tom and the team at Greater Pittsburgh Travel know, and they'll take care of you. For more information, call 412-331-2244 or visit their website at www.greaterpittsburghtravel.com. For all of your plumbing needs, be sure to try Pellucci Plumbing. Nick and the team have decades of experience and will get you back up and running. For more information, call Pellucci Plumbing at 412-782-5050. And we want to thank the Calabria Club of Pittsburgh. If you're interested in learning more, you can find their contact information on Facebook at Calabria Club of Pittsburgh. Again, thanks, Domenica and the team at the Calabria Club of Pittsburgh for your support. And we want to thank La Scuola d'Italia Galileo Galilei, the only nonprofit school in Pittsburgh endorsed by the Italian consulate. If you're interested in learning Italian or have your children being immersed in the Italian culture and language, be sure to give them a call at 412-404-7070. And that's La Scuola d'Italia Galileo Galilei. All right. Welcome back. And uh, yeah, I love those little pauses. That's good. I think they call that dead air. <laughs> and you know, I never do dead air, but that was a good no, dead air. No, that was a good dead air. But you know what? Back to something you said before the break. We're not only... Hosting is not the hard part. The hard part... And, and Claudia and I know this. We, we've started this a while ago. And Claudia's been doing it a, long, you know, a lot longer than I have. But what's the hard part is... How to get people to listen, how yes. to promote it. And I think that's where we're going to do something different because we're going to work with you on everything from, you know, let's listen to your show, give you some advice on it, obviously provide a place, you know, where you can, you know, where it'll be located, help you get on all the other mainstreaming media like we're doing, and then, of course, advertise it, promote it. So we're going to really push for your success because the more folks that we can help get out there, you know, it's, I hate to say it, in a, in a, in a way, it's a feather in my cap. If someone's successful and I help them, I feel good about sure. that. I want you to be successful. I don't have to compete with anybody at this point. I'm not a kid anymore. Those days of caring <laughs> what other people think and competing are long gone. All right, Claudio, we were going to do something a little different today yeah. because we thought, hey, football season just started. It's obviously an Italian-themed show. Yes, sir. 
but we don't want to make it a sports show. But again, yeah, football not, just started. Right. No, that's right. right. That's right. So let's have a little fun. We want to talk Italian athletes who've played professional football and uh, talk about some of the big names. Now, if I may be so bold, mm-hmm. as I'd like to start with one, and I'm going to kind of ramble. We've we got little, a bunch of them. We've got a bunch yeah. of them here. So I'm going to ramble one. And I'm going to tell you what makes it special to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're going to mention names. Oh, yeah. What comes to our minds. Uh, if we met them and, and whatever, just let it run. Oh, no. I, I've got to go with uh, one of my favorite players. And, I, and I'll tell you what. It's Dan Marino. And it's a very simple reason. We went to the same high school. There you go. I got no other reason to like anybody of these guys. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, but I'll tell you what. What I did like about him, obviously, was it's easy to look at the guy and just I mean, talk about that consistency. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a guy that was – I know he doesn't have any Super Bowls. I think he went what one time? One time against Joe Montana. Yeah, exactly. Well, who was also on our little list? Of, yeah, but, I think he's on there. But I, what I liked about him was, you knew now, later in his career, even he was like, I mean, he, I used to call him Robo Dan. I mean, the guy had you know braces on both yeah. knees, and he was clearly like, dude, hang it up. But um, you know, that was one of those consistent guys. Every week he was going to show up, he was going to produce, and uh, it's a shame that they never got him all the way because I don't, I don't know how much more as a quarterback you can ask from your quarterback, you know. So I just like him as far as my – when I think of, you know, Italian players, you got a Pittsburgh guy, you know, with the pet, high school. I, got, I can't lie, man, that Central Catholic thing is going to come up uh, quite often with a lot of famous sure. people. But I just always looked at him and I said, that guy was a producer, game after game, season after season, for whatever reason. And we kind of know the reasons. He just couldn't get it done. Chuck Knox, who I said numerous times, like an uncle to me, he was always asked, who are the greatest quarterbacks you ever saw? He said the greatest quarterbacks mechanically that were perfect were Joe Namath and Dan Marino. And, uh, and Marino used to say, up and out. He'd get that ball up and it was out, the quick release. Um, what he did on the field, obviously, was he was great to watch, cannon arm, great leader, very passionate. I know Dan a little bit, and just a good, good man. You know, on the field, the way he carried himself, he, there's certain quarterbacks out there that they say have it, which I don't see it. Marino had it. Even go watch uh, when he was 18 years old, I believe, as a freshman at Pitt, it's a black and white video with him in a T-shirt and shorts, and he's got the fro going. You can see right there, he, him and another quarterback. Marino had it, the great feet, the quick release, the attitude, right? But in person, I've ne- he's always nice to everyone, always respectful. If Not just hello and that's it. No, he'll engage in conversation with you. Now you say that's... You know, but he's yeah. He's a lot of people don't do that. They don't. Not professional athletes no. are not all he's like nice with everybody. Shake your hand and give you your daughter. No, very nice to everybody. Um, sincere, and um, that's you know, there's a lot of athletes that I look up to. They don't have to be the best at what they did or whatever. And and you know me, I like the people who did well after their careers. The type of people that they are. They're like not one hit wonders in life, basically. Well. Not even I don't, I don't even think about it like that. It's just that they did their thing in sports, right. and they're very successful in business, but they're also good people. Those are the three what prongs, whatever you want to say, uh, you know, check marks. But anyway, so great quarterback, great person. He's done incredible in, in business. Um, he's broadcaster. He tons of commercials, real estate, 
Um, you know, he owns uh, some restaurants. One of them, Anthony's Coal Fire Pizza in Robinson. He's one of the owners. Well, he oh, owns several. That. I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, yeah, he's involved in those. Matter of fact, um, my daughter, I forgot how old she was, but we have a very nice picture of me, Dan, Larry Richard, who is his brother-in-law, who's another great guy. I love Larry. And my wife and my daughter. And uh, we look at that picture, you know, every day. And who thought my daughter was going to go to Pitt? You know, all that kind of stuff. But uh, Dan is... Uh, just a wonderful guy. His dad, Dan Marino Sr., started the Italian Hall of Fame Pittsburgh chapter, the one I'm president of. And um, but they were extremely close. And um, and that I, that's one of the first things when I met him years ago. It's one of the first things I said to him: love the quarterbacking and all that, but your relationship with your dad, that's what got me. And uh, yeah, so he, he's a great guy. So that's a good guy to lead off with. All right, Claudio. Let's uh, now. You keep. Uh, I'm going to ask you one okay. because he's. He, uh, we're hoping he's going to be on the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, he will. Vince Papali. I just talked to him a couple of days ago. He Perfect. was traveling. Talk to me, Vince. Obviously, you know his story. Uh, now I'm going to be honest, real quickly. <clears throat> I want to say something because I, I'm going to be very honest. I didn't know his story before the movie. Oh, oh, nobody did. Right. Okay. Good. So well, I, I take it back. They knew when he played. They right. they touched on it a little right. bit back then. But that was in '76. But obviously, the movie came out. Vince is another one who everybody knows now. He's a great speaker, very successful in business, had a nice career uh, in the NFL, but just a, just a good guy, a really good guy. And, you know, we met, there was a guy writing a book on, on him called Invincible. Long story short, my story was asked to be included in that book. I, obviously, I jumped at it. I said, of course. And then Vince and I started to speak. And then we hit it off, and we, we became friends. And then I, I still remember years ago, he came to Pittsburgh for an event, and I picked him up at the airport. And I'm driving around. I said, what am I doing with Vince Papali in my car? I, I do that numerous times with different athletes I've been blessed to meet. But Vince is a good guy, uh, was very successful speaker. The movie was great with Wahlberg. Still, like that, yeah. still gets a lot of play time. Um, I, 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 I don't want to mess up where he worked, but uh, he, he had a nice uh, – career in business, a real estate career, I believe. And, uh, or no, his wife is real estate. I think he was in the financial world, but he'll, he'll tell us when he's on the show. Um, but a, a good man, a good man. So if you haven't seen that movie, uh, watch it. it it's, uh, it, it really is, is inspirational where he came from. He, he came out of nowhere. He didn't play college football and he was a special teams giant in his day. He caught his first touchdown was from Roman Gabriel, who was on my show. Good guy. But um, yeah, Vince is a great guy, and, and he he goes to these you know events for the NFL. People swarm on him because they watch the movie. So he, he's a good guy. Even if it so, is Philadelphia, that's right. And his wife, who we'd like to have on our show as well, Janet. She's very successful in business. She was uh, a gymnast and a coach at Penn. She's a um, she's a Giants fan. Oh yeah. So you know there was some issues there. But uh, we have another guy here. Let's uh, we talked about Joe Montana. Who? Joe Montana, <laughs> um, who again, a lot of people. Well, wait a minute. Actually, by the way, I jokingly say that. But did you ever see the commercial where he's in it and the kid doesn't? And it was like a commercial. Where he, it's a recent commercial, and he's okay. sitting at the bar with somebody, and oh, yeah. couple, and the kid doesn't know who he is. I heard. I didn't see it, but oh, I remember somebody kinda, told about it. Uh, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Now he's another one. Uh, he had it, uh, and what he went. F- Five Super Bowls, I believe, if I'm not was mistaken. It four? I thought, was it four, four and then Steve Young got the fifth? Okay, maybe you're right. I, I think so. But uh, that guy there, you never thought you were out of the game, be it in college at Notre Dame or the, the flu bowl, whatever they call it when he was sick, uh, the soup bowl, whatever. And, of course, in the NFL, 
But uh, I know my parents, my parents, when they, when Marino and, and Montana played each other, I didn't know Dan at the time, but uh, when they played each other, man, that was a hard game because you didn't know who to root for. You liked them both very much. They're both good guys. But um, Montana was, uh, he, he did what everybody said. I mean, they say Brady, which obviously, that's, that's a good question too. When people say, who's the greatest quarterback of all time? Right away they say Tom Brady. Well, what's your criteria? What's your criteria? Right. Now, Trent Dilfer, all due respect, won a Super Bowl. Dan Marino didn't. Does that mean Trent Dilfer is better than Dan Marino? Exactly. There's a lot of guys who won Super Bowls. That Joe Flacco, that's we have guy. Him on the list. Yeah, he's <laughs> good. is he better than Dan Marino? No. So I look at the whole thing. Uh, you know, so obviously you have to put Marino. I mean uh, Brady up there, but um, Joe Montana. You know, my Mount Rushmore. How many are there? Four, right? Joe Montana, Dan Marino, Roger Staubach, and Terry Bradshaw. Oh, with four. Is it four? I don't know. Roger Staubach at four? Oh, no, no. I'm talking about Mount Rushmore. Oh, oh, oh. Gotcha. 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 Those guys were just – and uh, yeah. They, Marino, Montana, Bradshaw, Staubach. And I, I like I, to I squeeze Fran Targenton up there. Well, they, you know what it is? is they they are the change. Like, they are that the, the new quarterback started with them. And the rules, you could blast the wide receiver at the line of scrimmage, number one. Number two, go watch Bradshaw or a Roman Gabriel or Target. Those guys got blasted. Oh, yeah. You even now whisper you can't. in their ear now, and it's like, you oh, well, actually, and even then it depends on the quarterback. Because some quarterbacks you can hit, and others, you know, if you look dirty at them, they're throwing well, the flag. Now, it's well, now nobody can tell. But back then in the 70s. Oh, yeah, they kill them. They kill, like Dan Marino, they asked him one time, uh, you know, how many touchdowns? He saw I threw about 5,000 yards, about 60 touchdowns, you know. And, and he would have. He's, Joe Montana, a couple weeks ago, they asked him who was the greatest quarterback of all time. He said Dan Marino. So, uh, but Montana was and, – and another thing that I always liked about him, you know, his name was Joe Cool. He was in the Super Bowl against Cincinnati. And I believe it was that last um, couple – that last drive to win the game. So he gets everybody in the huddle. And he said, look over there. There's John Candy. And his players are like, who cares? I mean, let's get the, you know, he, but he was that, you know, he was confident in himself. And he's done extremely well in business. I mean, he's made more money outside of football, as did Marino, outside of football the, the, with, um, he had a financial uh, company, a financial group. Ronnie Lott was uh, one of his partners, and he shifted off somewhere else. But uh, he's doing incredibly well. So, uh your turn. Well, so for the folks that are on radio, you can't see what we can see, but we can see our list of uh, names, yeah. um, and we have a lot of names here. It, well, I, I wouldn't put Joe. I appreciate that Joe Flacco is is Italian yeah. and he won a Super Bowl, but he's not. Yeah, he's not on the list. If you well, not at the great. No, we just have, but he's Italian. <laughs> but he's he Italian. Did, he, he played. He, he, played, he, he played NFL, and yeah. he was. He was. You nice see, career. He exactly made a ton. Of, I mean, a ton of money. Oh, and I think I don't think he's with the Jets anymore. Yeah, I thought he. I think he is he gone now. I, I think, think so. Okay. Uh, but one that we were talking about before the show, which was always, I just, it was one of those guys. It's like it's like what he needed a tipping point to to push him into greatness. And I I do think it was Vinny Testaverde. There was something about him that like to your point. I think he kind of had the it. But I remember, I do remember this when I was a kid. He said, "Is the guy colorblind?" Yeah. Because he kept throwing, he just threw picks. Well, no, they, he was. I believe he was. Was he really? Cause, real. Cause I he, thought you were kidding. No, no, I no, he was. was. I thought it was a joke because we're growing no. up. Oh, the guy's colorblind. He keeps throwing interceptions. I think he the was. wrong team. I don't know. We'll have to. I'd like to get him on the show and ask him about that. But uh, you know, I, I would be curious because he was another one. Had the arm. Oh my could god. Could put up the yards. Could throw it. Up, but man, he just. 
met him at a golf tournament. He is one of the biggest. Now I've seen a lot of athletes, but if if you if Joe Hale, our wonderful producer, said Claudia, who's the biggest athlete you ever seen? He he would have to be one of them. I mean that guy was big, but a nice man. Um, but cannon arm could run. The only thing with him was, you know, he his teams like he started off with Tampa Bay when they were bad. Yeah. Okay. I don't care who you are. You have to have <laughs> football. And baseball. You got to have a team. <laughs> in baseball, individual sport, you can get. You might not win, but you can put up stack the numbers. Harmon Killebrew never won a World Series. I, I guess he was in one. Put up huge numbers. Tony Oliva, huge numbers. You know what I'm saying? But in football, you need the line. You need people to catch the running game, so on and so forth. But Testaverde, if you look at his numbers, okay, when he was with the Ravens, he put up big numbers. The Jets, big numbers. Uh, hey, and then he, they had that one year, and he, yeah. when, when he tore his Achilles. Oh, yeah. That was the – everyone was like, this Terrell is Terrell Owens was we upset. Finally... That was with the Cow- Cowboys, I believe. Oh, was, was it? I thought it was the Jets. Maybe you're right. I don't remember. But, Maybe you're right. But when he tore that well, Achilles. Who's the one that said, that's my quarterback? It was Terrell Owens, I believe, when he was crying. But, but yeah, and but, I mean, Bill Parcells, another time, was his coach. Ready, we're ready. Yeah. This is going to be it. He's were got the team for him. around him. He's going to finally. And he, yeah, people oh, were rooting for him. Yeah. It was so terrible because, again, it was just he just drops back and yeah. uh, pop. I mean, ain't that, like I say, you just got to wonder, like, is there just a fate that some it. of these things are, I, don't, I haven't figured out. Another guy we have on the list, Vince Ferragamo, who was a guest on our show. A uh, friend of mine, very good guy. Uh, had a nice career, was successful in business, still is. But uh, your thoughts on Vince? Uh, well, we had him on the show. Yeah. <laughs> and anybody that's on the show is obviously goes into my top uh, top 25 of people I like. However, right. we've got 50 episodes. Now nah, we'll keep it at 25. Um, it's funny because, I, I hate to, again, I, I don't want to be like disrespectful. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when a guy's out of sports for a while, you kind of forget, oh, who played the quarterback for that team? Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember so when you said, oh, we're going to have Vince Ferragamo, and I look back, I'm like, Vince Ferragamo, Vince Ferragamo. Oh, yeah. And then you watch, and again, it's one of these things you're like, you know, decent career. I think he was he spent more and more time backup, if I'm not mistaken, than starting. Um, I thought later on he was mostly Later backup. on, yeah. later on he was older. But he had a, a very nice career with the Rams. Um, got him to the Super Bowl. Got him to the Super Bowl. Right. I told Chuck Knox to draft him, and he did. Uh, I think you should start him as a rookie, but that's another story. Vince had a great arm. You, you know, you talk about a gunslinger. Right. If you watch that '79 year as well, especially or '78 going into '79, he just he didn't he just threw it, you know. And and that was the year it worked, and it worked, you know. Good looking guy, still looks great. Uh, made a lot of commercials, you know. Did some endorsements back then. He he was a he worked for the Rams as an announcer. Oh well, he worked for Fox Sports, I believe it was for years as uh, covering the L.A. Ram, uh, the Rams. Now he has a show called On Point with Jackie Slater, Hall of Famer, uh, on YouTube. Check that out. But um, Vince, uh, as if you listen to the show, if you haven't, tune in. Go to uh, crsmmedia.com and listen to the archives. Well, also italianimpactweekly.com. But um, he has a winery, v- excellent wine, and uh, real, a very successful real estate company, uh, Ferragamo Touchdown Real Estate. He has a mortgage company. Married to Jody for 40-some-odd years, three great kids, grandkids, has a very successful, happy life, played the Steelers in the Super Bowl. You know, the crazy thing about that is the movie Heaven Can Wait, starring uh, Warren Beatty. Oh, yeah. It was about a backup quarterback who led the Rams to the Super Bowl against the Steelers, right? And, And that's what happened. Vince was a backup. Pat Hayden got hurt. 
and Vince came in and just blew it away, took the Steelers, Rams to the Super Bowl. Who did they play? Steelers. And they were winning. They were doing pretty good. Steelers came back, and, you know, they won the game. But Vince still looks at that. Man, that, that's crazy how that happened, you know, but uh, pretty much the same that year. That movie came out before the Super Bowl or after? Remember, it's got to be right I around th- the same It was time. taped around the same time. I think it came out just a little bit after. I, mean, I was wondering if it was like art imitating, you know. No, no, no. They didn't do it on purpose. What a coincidence. They didn't huh? do, it was a coincidence, yeah. They didn't do it on purpose. All right, now we're in Pittsburgh, so I'm going to ask you, and I think it's on the list, uh, who was uh, the Pittsburgh uh, Italian uh, – Famous name. Come on, look well, at the well, list, two, buddy. <laughs> two, two come to mind. Uh, Franco, of course, right. and Roy Girella. Roy Girella. Yeah, Roy Girella. You don't remember Roy Girella? No. Oh, my God. He was a field goal kicker. Girella's Gr- Gorillas. You know, Franco's Italian Army. Girella's. Oh, he was there in the early 70s, the first Super Bowl. Remember? Do you remember when he missed a field goal in a Super Bowl and the guy from the Dallas Cowboys, Cliff Harris, went up to him and started pointing at him and Jack Lambert knocked him down and pointed at him? Do you remember that video? That was Roy Girella, number 10. I do not remember yeah. that. Oh, he was a very popular Pittsburgh Steeler. Very popular. Uh, Franco, obviously, you know, stole it all the Italian thunder. Let me ask you a question. If he doesn't make the immaculate reception, is he as well known? Um national that's a great question i've never been it never been be, asked that here on italian impact weekly. Yeah, com, yes we do we only ask great questions that's right. <laughs> but i always I, wonder that, about that because and that's this the is one thing nobody talks about right that's not, reggie jackson that's right. one of the greatest you know he's a hall of famer what's the thing that, that you hear about him those home runs in the world series consecutive home runs would would he be known as national eh, maybe reggie was more of a vocal guy whereas Franco wasn't Franco locally would would still be you know unfortunately he passed last year but I, I've been to many events he was at golf events and banquets he passed this year early this year yeah he was just again unbelievably nice just a nice man yeah, I never heard a bad word about him <clears throat> no ever. no and, and would engage you say okay Claudia you say people engage it but a lot of these so-called, hey, forget about athletes. There's people who have a, think they have a few bucks. They won't even look at you. There's high school coaches who've done a few things. That's uh, just the way it is. Franco was great. But as a running back, unbelievable back, um, especially when it came to crunch time. And I'll tell you a, another story. When, when him and the Steelers kind of broke up, Chuck Knox was coaching the Seattle Seahawks. Kurt Warner, the running back out of Penn State, was a stud and a half, but he got hurt. Uh, for Seattle, I believe the first game, Chuck signed Franco to a contract, and everybody was excited. Franco did not look good in the Seattle Seahawks uh, uniform. You know, he wore number thirty-four. Uh, it just didn't look right, and and unfortunately, Franco didn't have a good run with the pardon the pun with the Seahawks. But Chuck said just his presence when he walked in that locker room, we didn't forget about Kurt Warner. We said, you know what, we're going to do this. And they, had, they went 12-4 and four that year. They had a running back by committee. But Franco's presence for the short time he was there elevated that team. And, again, presence, it. And uh, obviously a Hall of Famer, revered in Pittsburgh. Just just revered. But, again, I, I, I always think it's, uh, again, the Immaculate Reception. Yeah. Is everyone's, oh, the Immaculate Reception. It's like, okay, but if he doesn't do that, are you still talking about it? Because you know what? Everybody knows who Rocky Blair is. Everybody knows who Jack Lambert is. Everybody knows who mean, mean Joe Green is. But they don't have that moment. <laughs> they just had a good career. And you yeah. say, oh, I remember, like, these are great players. I, I always wondered if, if he hadn't had that moment, for lack of a better a miraculous moment, it's just like, oh, he was a great running back for the Steelers. You know, they got, it's like, 
okay. And I know it doesn't take nothing away, but I always wonder where that, how that elevates him. Because you know what? You also said something that was kind of uh, interesting. And I forgot he got he got traded. Or, well, he or, didn't get or, traded. Or he got cut, whatever. And then the yeah, there was a contract right. dispute. Bottom line is he got cut. They didn't he, want to they, sign yeah, him. Yeah, right. But, I mean, there's a lot of these big names that did not finish their careers out. Joe Namath with That's the L.A. Right. Rams and Chuck Knox. That's right. I remember Chuck. Because I love Joe Namath. It was a Kansas, Kansas City. City. I, I loved Joe Namath. Loved him. And, and forgive me, audience, I'm not trying to name drop or make this about me. I'm just giving you my experiences, sharing them with you. But Chuck called, and um, he said, guess who we signed? I said, I don't know. Take a guess. Jeez, I have no clue. And, and and I didn't know that there was rumor about Namath going to the Rams. He said, Joe Namath. I said, oh, are you serious? Because I love Joe Namath. Absolutely. And so he finished with the Rams. Johnny Unitas finished with the San Diego Chargers. Joe Montana, Kansas City. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers now looks like uh, green, uh, Jets. Jets. Brett Favre. He bounced around. I think Minnesota. He, Minnesota. He ended up going to Minnesota. Or I Jets. He, he went to the Jets, He went too. somewhere after Minnesota. Jets. Right. I, I want to say the Jets. But, yeah, all these guys, they never actually, you know, it's funny. People forget. I mean, a lot of sports, big names, they even they don't stay there. There's That's a what, great know. documentary about the Brooklyn Dodgers called The Ghosts of Flatbush. It's on YouTube. Uh, great, great documentary. But, anyway, Jackie Robinson, believe it or not, was traded I remember that. Believe it or not, to the San Francisco Giants. And Jackie said, no, I'm not playing. He retired. He would rather have retired, which was it, – it was disrespectful to trade that. You don't trade Jackie Robinson, right? right? And especially to the Giants because they hated each other. But um, Jackie retired. He, he was not going to wear another uniform. There were a few athletes over the years who um, wouldn't do that. Uh, it, it's, it's not the way it used to be, but anyway – uh, okay, uh, we have a bunch of guys. John Capaletti. John Capaletti, obviously, uh, Heisman Trophy winner. Okay, if you have not, if you don't know the John Capaletti story, Heisman Trophy winner, again, L.A. Rams, Chuck Knox drafted him in 74. I'm seeing I a pattern here, Claudio. I know, okay. I know. Now, go, his, there's a great movie, which you can check on YouTube, called Something for Joey. Tearjerker. John Capaletti had a brother. And I'll just leave it at that. It's a great show, and please go to YouTube and watch it. It's an old movie. I want to say it came out in seven because he was still with the Rams, seventy-seven, I believe. Tear Jerker, and that's all I'm going to say. But uh, John Capaletti at Penn State is a god. Go go check that out. We have a bunch of guys: Lal Alzado, Adam Vinatieri, Daryl Lamonica, J- uh, Dan Pastorini. Well, almost forgot bunch of Lyle guys. Alzado. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tony Saragusa. Uh, Ed Marinero, a bunch of guys. Nick Bonacani, Mark Bavaro, Tony Baselli, Jack Del Rio, a bunch of guys. But uh, we can go on and on. A lot of good Italians. In yeah, a lot of That's good Italians. That's just football. That's just football. One day yeah. we'll have to do hockey because I'm still. You have to there. carry me on that one. <laughs> you can we'll carry do me coaches on. one of these days. There you go. But, uh, All right, yeah. folks. We hope you enjoyed something a little different. Again, it was our way of welcoming in the football season. Yeah. Uh, you know, lots to talk about. Uh, Claudia, what are your final thoughts, man? You know, again, Gene Simmons said he was looking for a group that did it for him. So he created it and kiss. I'm looking for shows, podcasts that are doing what we're doing. And and I hope that the audience enjoys it as much as we do, because I, I think I, I really enjoy it. I think the content is good. I think the way we do it is good. It's different. 
and and uh, I think it's good. Per i nostri ascoltatori in Italia, grazie mille per tutto. And thank you for everyone in Poland, Australia, Canada, Italy, United States, and wherever else in the world you're downloading or listening to our podcast. We thank you very much. Billy Rich, always thanks for shout out. Yeah. Sarah, you can give us our feedback afterwards. <laughs> Claudio, as always, I want to thank you. Joe Hale, our Joe engineer. Hale, I want thank to thank the folks at Robert Morris University yeah. for allowing us to record out of their studios. And Claudio, as always, the last word, sir. Thank you, Mom and Pop. Talk to you guys soon.